guys and get haircuts soon. I didn't have that problem. Only one or two grows every now and then, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm really getting sensitive. I was accused of being my father this week, so I don't know. I'm, the last few years have not been real well for me, I guess. I don't know, but uh, it's all good. Uh, but we're good to be back in the house of the Lord with all of you, and I've got to figure out how to do this now. I've been preaching to empty chairs, so now I've got to figure out how to preach to people again. And uh, so if you help us this morning, uh, we'll do our best, but uh, we do say welcome back to the house of the Lord, and it is so nice to see you here. If you're visiting with us today, a very special welcome to you. We are truly honored that you're here, honored to have uh, Pastor Jade's uh, brother and his family with us this morning, all the way from Ohio. Good to see you uh, this morning in the house with us, and uh, we are excited about moving forward, aren't you? And uh, so uh, let me echo real quick what uh, Pastor Jade said. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers that's in this room this morning. I am so uh, honored to have the privilege to honor you this morning for you are really uh, wonderful, wonderful people. You know, Proverbs 31 tells us that a, uh, that a godly woman or a precious woman uh, is something that is to be treasured far greater than rubies or anything that you might find. And I can honestly say this morning that I'm in a room that is full of many very precious women of God. And uh, we are so thankful for all of you this morning. I believe that Sister Debbie's class, those that are five and under, are, are going. We have a room to facilitate that. So they can uh, head that way at this time if they haven't done that. Uh, but those of you in the sanctuary today, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn to Joshua chapter number 3. Joshua chapter number 3. I'm going to do my best. I told Jade, he's been with me every week. I said, I don't know if this is fair. They've been getting used to like 25-minute, 30-minute sermons. You're a captive audience this morning. What you did not realize, that's hard on this guy. But I've done my best. I do know what time it is, so I'm going to try to be aware of that. And, uh, but uh, we're... All right. All right. I have, I have permission this morning. Uh, but uh, I do feel like the Lord wants to speak to us this morning. And uh, I want to take you to Scripture, a very familiar passage of Scripture today. Uh, but I do sense in my spirit that God wants to do something in this house this morning. And uh, I, do, uh, I do want us to be sensitive to that which the Lord is desiring to do in this moment of time. But let us go to Joshua chapter number 3. I'm going to read this in our hearing just so we can lay a foundation. If the Lord would help me today, I want to minister on this thought, the day of crossing, destroying the lie of the Jordan. The day of the crossing, destroying the lie of the Jordan. In Joshua chapter 3, beginning in verse number 1, I'm going to read a little lengthy this morning, the first 13 verses of this chapter. And it says, and As Joshua rose early and he came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they passed over. And it come to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites bearing it, 
Then you shall move from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Verse number 6. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come here, hear the words of the Lord your God. Verse number 10, Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, and the Persicites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites, and any other sites you want to talk about this morning. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of every tribe of Israel, out, one man out of every tribe, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand on a heap. Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you today for the privilege to return to your house, the house of prayer. And Lord, we come and we pause right now in the midst of this time, this service, asking you to come to anoint this vessel of clay, not to speak my opinion, not to speak my ideals, but to speak the word that you have birthed in my heart over the last several days. And Lord, I pray that you'd anoint the ears of those that are present in this room to hear. But I pray that our hearts will be open to receive. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your will in your way. Lord, as we begin to make preparations for the most important, important part of this service, the altar service today, Lord, I'm asking that you would do what needs to be done in this house. And we ask it in your name. And the church says, amen and amen. We find ourselves this morning in a time of great uncertainty, a time of fear, a time of evil, and yes, even a time of great deception in this nation. Evil men are trying to accomplish the things that they have dreamed about for years, no longer in a secret fashion, but in a very openly and bold and arrogant way. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to be political this morning. Other nations of the world, however, are watching and they're waiting for a window of opportunity to strike us and bring further harm to us as a nation in a manner that we have never experienced before. It is in recent weeks that we have witnessed many things that maybe just a short while ago we thought we would never witness in our lifetime. Even today while we're sitting here in this sanctuary this morning, we have factories that are closed. 
we have restaurants that are locked. Small businesses have abandoned their buildings and their place of where they had their hopes and dreams. And yes, we even have houses of worship across this nation today that is still barred from assembling there by leaders in certain places. But as troubling as all of this is this morning, I stand here not full of doom and gloom. But I'm coming today with a message of hope today. And you may have walked in this room discouraged. You may have walked in here overwhelmed. You may have walked in here anxious. You may have felt like that everything was closing in on you today. But I've got good news. Jesus Christ is still Lord. He is still the King of Kings. He is still the beginning. He is still the end. He is still the Alpha and Omega. He is still a beautiful rose of Sharon in the midst of your valley. He is still the one that goes before you and prepares a table in the presence of your enemy. And even though you find yourself walking through the valley, the shadow of death, you don't have to fear this morning because there is still a good shepherd. And his name is Jesus. Inside this nation today, you will not see this on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, or any of the other things. We'll be nice and call them things today. But inside this nation, there is a group of individuals that comes from every ethnic group, every skin color, every walk of life that have been purchased By the blood of Jesus. Acts chapter 20, 28 tells us that. But this group of people, they are citizens of another country. And they are simply just pilgrims passing through. Hebrews 11, 13. But because they are still here, there is still hope for a nation. And there is still hope for a world. Allow me to remind you that this group of individuals are not just people, but then they are not people of defeat, but they are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony in Revelations 12 and 11. You also find in Scripture that according to your Bible that this group of people is also known as the Bride of Christ. This group is also called the Redeemed of the Lord. But also, this particular group of people is also known as the church. And can I remind you in Scripture that it says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But it goes a little further and says that he has given them the keys of authority. You see, today, this particular group of people that I'm talking about, they have the ability and the power to bind as well as loose. And we find that they have not just been given any type of authority, but they have been given kingdom authority. But this particular group of people, I must also remind you that not only have they been given authority, but they have been given the ability to possess the promises of God. I believe that he says that we'll be the head and not the tail. 
He said, seeking you'll find and knocking it'll open. But can I also remind you a few other things concerning this group of people. It says that there would be an outpouring of his spirit. That there would be a time and a season in history where the former and the latter would come together. I believe I read that there would be a time where signs and wonders would follow them that believe. Today I simply come not with a large message, uh, didn't come with enticing words, but I just come simply to make a declaration to you that we are in the midst of a season where God is desiring to take this group of people no matter what you want to call them, the church or the redeemed of the Lord or the bride of Christ or, or, or whatever you want to use uh, to, to, to label them as this morning, uh, he is desiring to take this group of people into a place of promise uh, that we have not yet ever experienced. Just stay with me. I, I'll preach here in a minute. Much like when the children of Israel was camped by the Jordan. The Lord spoke to Joshua and he said, it's time to cross over. Can I tell you, there is a time and a season for everything under the heavens. It isn't by accident that we find ourselves in the situation that we find ourselves in today. Now, while there is men that is sitting in their little places and corners of the world today with smiles on and thinking, oh, we've accomplished this and we've accomplished that. What they don't really understand is in the heavenly realm, God's been orchestrating and there's, uh, there's some things that's been realigned and in the midst of everything, God said, what they don't realize is this. Uh, yeah, they see a Jordan in front of them and say, oh, we've got them right where they need to be. They can't go any further. Uh, I know what's been said concerning Israel uh, that yeah they're going to step in and take all of this but in this season uh, oh let me remind you uh, in this season uh, in Joshua chapter 3 it was in the time of harvest uh, that might register with some of you here in just a few minutes uh, and it says that it was overflowing out of its banks it was impassable uh, it was muddy uh, it was rolling uh, it was roaring uh, and all of a sudden uh, Joshua's leading. Moses is dead. Uh, a new generation of leadership is now present. Uh, and now they're here and the Lord brings them here and people say, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, I didn't plan on being here. Uh, there ain't, there's, no, there's no good fishing in this area. Th th this, this climate is terrible. Uh, everything's off. Uh, everything's out of character. Uh, I, why are we sitting here for? Uh, I didn't plan on a muddy Jordan River. And now the Lord is saying, sanctify yourself uh, because I'm about to do some wonders among you tomorrow. Uh, what, what's he going to do? Uh, we're sitting here. Uh, there's no place for us to go. Uh, we can't get beyond the present situation uh, because we don't have the ability. Uh, but the Lord began to speak to Joshua and he said, uh, you tell them uh, that when they began to see
see the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which is a picture of the presence of the Lord. Uh, when you begin to see the presence of the Lord begin to move, uh, when the presence of the Lord is hovering uh, over the priest, uh, then uh, you begin to move. Uh, listen, I got a lot to tell you this morning. Just stay with me. Uh, and we find that in this season, uh, they began to move. Uh, and they didn't know what was going to happen uh, but the Lord begins to speak to Joshua and he calls everybody together uh, and he simply says this uh, tomorrow uh, after you sanctify yourself, after you self-examine uh, he said you're going to follow this, uh, you're going to see the Lord do something uh, that, that, that is going to be wondrous in your sight uh, but the Levites uh, they're going to step down into the brink of the Jordan uh, and you're going to see this old muddy river uh, dry up and you're getting ready to go from here uh, to there. Uh, you're getting ready to get closer uh, to your promise uh, than you've ever been. Uh, oh, can I tell you, in recent days, uh, I began to hear the Lord in my spirit uh, say, you know what? Uh, nobody knows why we're here, how we got here. They don't want to be here. Uh, but he said, I'm about to do something wondrous. Uh, listen, uh, the world thought uh, everything uh, was going according to plan. Uh, but I got good news this morning. Uh, the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, there is some promises uh, that we have not yet obtained, uh, that we've prayed for, uh, we've sought for, uh, and listened this morning. Uh, you don't have to be discouraged and down. Uh, you don't have to be full of unrest, uh, but there is a fresh presence of the Holy Spirit of God uh, that is coming, uh, and there is some leaders uh, that's about to get fresh anointing, uh, and there is about to be a movement uh, that's getting ready to take the church from this side of Jordan into the promised land. Can I tell you this morning somebody ought to begin to give him praise and glory because it's not going to be like it's always been but there is something fresh there is something stirring I know the enemy said you're stuck but God said I'm about to deliver. I'm about to go before you. I'm about to bring a release. You ought to just magnify the Lord this morning for about 30 seconds uh, because you're not staying where you are. Let me give you a disclaimer. I might get Pentecostal in a minute. Uh, listen, uh, I'm not going to waste this space. I got space to run today. Uh, listen, uh, we're in a place this morning uh, that we've never been. Uh, and we need to understand God has allowed us uh, to have time to self-examine uh, and to go through a sanctification process uh, so uh, that we can position ourselves to go forward and not backwards this morning. The power and the glory of the Lord is about to be witnessed by his church as well as by the world in a manner that we have never known in our lifetime. Evil men is getting ready to be silenced. Not by religion, but they are getting ready to be silenced by the presence of Almighty God that's getting ready to hover over his church. Today I simply come to release you to be that which he has created you to be. Every one of us in this room deals with things in our lives 
Your Jordan isn't my Jordan. My Jordan isn't your Jordan. But the Jordan sometimes that we find ourselves at, especially in the time of harvest that we find ourselves in, begins to roll, begins to roar. I used to live by a little creek that had three inches of water, but when the water was released from the heavenlies, you hear me? Those three inches of water would turn into six feet of water. You say, well, what's the big deal about that? Because I had to drive through it to get to my house. Sometimes it was impassable. Sometimes we was young and dumb and did it anyway. Some witnessed that in this room with us. But sometimes we couldn't go any further. We was either in or we was out. We was on one side or the other and there had to be something change in the atmosphere before we could ever go any further than we was. Can I tell you something? We could not go into the place that God prophetically has ordained for the church to be if we had not presently been going through what we're going through right now. Can I tell you why? It's because we was looking at ourselves saying, oh, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. But guess what? We're pretty limited. Let's just be honest and real. We, we, we can't do much. But when the presence of the Lord, notice, notice what happens. The Levites that you read of in Joshua chapter number three, they were just mere men. Yes, they was ordained to be the priest for Israel, but they're just mere men. They had normal strength, normal ability. I don't know if any of you have ever been in rushing water before. It's a little hard to stand up. A little hard to keep your footing. Read your Bibles. The Jordan was, time of harvest, was out of its banks, meaning this. You didn't just walk up to the brink and just walk in and say, I'll just, I'll just wet my feet. No. Even at the edge, the current is strong. It's overflowing. But the Lord says, you're going to tell these men to pick up the Ark of the Covenant and they're going to go step their feet into the brinks of the Jordan and something's going to change. How is it that normal men was able to stand in that type of environment was because of what was hovering above them. You will read of the Ark of the Covenant and other places of Scripture. It looks like it for a time it was even neglected and thrown out into a field. But David had a desire to bring it back to Israel, bring it to the city of Jerusalem. And he went out and he didn't ask the Lord how to bring it back, but he adopted how the Philistines had done it. And they put him on a new cart. They tried to bring it in. And then remember the story where the man, the oxen stumbled. He put his hand to it and he dropped dead. Listen. The only way we advance with God is when he is in his proper place, and that is over us. We've been trying to move God around on an old ox cart. God said it wouldn't work. But after David consulted of the Lord, you'll find that when they went back the second time to bring the ark to the city, you will find that it was erected on the shoulders of the priest. And when it did, they began to be in a time of sacrifice and they began to be in a time where the presence of the Lord was so present. And we find that David danced before the Lord with all of his power and all of his might. His wife was looking from the window and said, oh, what a foolish man because he danced so 
violently that he danced his clothing off, his outer garment. She said, how foolish he is. But he said, listen, I don't care what the world says about me, but I know who he is. The church in America has been more concerned about what men thought of them than what God has called them to do. And I'm here to tell you, God had to bring us to a place. He said, listen, we got to realign this thing. He loves us too much to leave us in the pathetic condition that we've been in for the last 25 years. I don't say that uh, uh, to, to, to degrade us, but I'm here to tell you that today is the day of crossing. If I have ever heard the Lord say anything in my spirit in recent days, I heard the Lord simply say that today is the day of crossing because I'm going to begin to destroy the lie of the Jordan. The Jordan in your life today says you can't go any further than you are. The Jordan in your life today says that you're, that, that, that you're finished. The Jordan of your life today says that you'll never get beyond because you cannot get from where you are over to that promised land. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. Even after you cross certain things, there's still more things to fight. And just on the other side of that, Jordan, was Jericho. But God said this, I've also given you Jericho. Can I tell you, everything that's before you, God has already accomplished it. Uh, you just have to have faith to walk to it and through it. And this morning in this nation, while there is a lots of things going on, and I could talk about a lot of things this morning, but this is a time that the church is getting ready to advance into the promises of God. And the day of crossing is not tomorrow, but the day of crossing is now. Amen. Now, we are in a place right now as it was in the days of Joshua, the commandment was very clear, and I want to give it to you this morning. It says, when you see the ark pass before you, go after it. I want to ask you, are you willing to go after it? What am I going after? presence of God has got to be what we're focused on in this season. Why? It's because in the presence of the Lord, there is what? There is liberty. There are people in this house this morning, I want you to hear me. There is people in this house this morning that you have dreamed about liberty, you've dreamed about freedom, but you've never really found it. But God says in this season, as you come after me, I'm going to bring the presence of the Lord in a manner where it's going to bring liberty and freedom to you, where you're never going to be bound by what you've been bound with. There is a cutting off of some things, and God is bringing into your realm new things. I want to take you to this, and I'm going to close in just a moment. We find in Scripture today, the Isaiah the prophet, he said this, Isaiah 42, I the Lord have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and I will keep you and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles to open the blinded eyes to bring out of prisoner to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house I am the Lord that is my name 
And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. I do not have the time to go into detail, but can I tell you this this morning? There is new things that God is getting ready to release into the body of Christ and you need to begin to get excited about it because his name is still the Lord. But if you go over to Isaiah 43, verse number 1, it says, But now thus saith the Lord that created you, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Tell your neighbor. Say, don't fear. Tell your other neighbor. Fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. But let me take you just a little further in that chapter, verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot, and the horse, and the army, and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinct, they are quenched as in tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls because I give water in the wilderness and my rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Notice this, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Can I tell you this morning right now, God is getting ready to anoint a generation to bring forth his praise because of the simple fact they're going to be walking in his presence. And when we're walking in his presence, we are crossing over into places that we have not yet been, and therefore we are going to begin to destroy the lie of the Jordan. This morning, as we're sitting in this house, and the world around us is still full of fear and uncertainty, and not knowing, I want you to hear me this morning. In the next few moments, you could have a life-altering change take place not because of anything a man says or does, not because of someone touches you or anything like that, but because of you having faith to believe the Word of God for your life. This morning, in this very unique time, I sense and I've shared this before, but I believe that very presently, early 1900s, William Seymour on one coast, Charles Bortman on the other coast at the same time almost stood up and they simply said this, in a hundred years, a little better than a hundred years, there will be a move of God that hits this land that makes everything that we've seen up to this point pale in comparison to what God's getting ready to do. We are in that time frame right now. I believe the Lord wants us to get our focus on him this morning. And I think he's simply saying this. I'm still in control. I'm still orchestrating. I'm still moving. I'm still ministering. And he wants to minister to you. But the question is, will we have an ear to hear? 
and we respond in faith believing. Joshua found himself in Joshua chapter number 3. and He simply said, I will trust the Lord. And as he began to trust the Lord, he brought a generation of the children of Israel to not just looking at the promises from this side of the Jordan, but they began to experience the wondrous things of God. One of the pastors of Times Square Church, the end of December of this past year, he stood in his platform and he began to minister. And he said, the Lord has told me in my time of prayer that the year 2020 will be a time and a year where I do wondrous things. We are on the brink of experiencing the wonders of his power and of his presence. But I'm going to leave you with this this morning as they come to the piano. Joshua simply said these words to the people before they began to see the miracle working power of God. Sanctify yourself. What he was saying is purge yourself. Self-examine. Can I tell you today this world does not need us to go back to a religious formality or a formula that has been created by man. But what men and women need today is to come in contact with men and women that's had contact with the presence of God. Preaching another message is not going to get my family saved. Hear me. Singing another worship song is not going to reach my family. It's not going to reach your family. Me going back to filling my calendar and running myself ragged is not going to reach my community. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to do it. If that's all it took, we would have done done it. Us just coming back to this house this morning is not going to silence the voice of evil in Washington, D.C. and other places around this globe. The only thing that pushes back evil is when men and women begin to follow after the presence. Oh, what a sight it must have been. Oh, what a sight it must have been. The priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant. All of its beauty. The sparkling of the sun. Dancing off of it. I don't know. I think I'd have preferred to have been at the back of the Ark of the Covenant than the front because I'd like to see how it went for the guy in front of me that was carrying it that day. Maybe, maybe they did it like this and back and like this and back. Or I, I don't know what they did, but Joshua said, I've been talking to the Lord, boys, and we're not going to go around this thing, but we're going to go through it. I'm sure if Peter would have been present that day, he'd have turned and said, you sure about this? 
he'd have had something to say. Some of you probably would have said, are you sure you're hearing from the Lord? But he said, no, listen. He said, I want, you to, I want you to take your rightful place and I want you to just go stand in the, in the edge. Joshua, have you, have, have, you seen this, have you seen this situation out there? Yes, yes. You do realize it's time of harvest. You, you, you do realize that this thing is raging. Yes, but the Lord said, Okay. Now, if Moses would have told me to do it, I'd do it. But Moses isn't present. Can I just say this this morning? Can I just be this transparent with you? If your favorite TV preacher would say it, you'd do it. Let's just be real. If the guy with the worldwide ministry tell you to do it, you'd do it because he's surely. Listen, they're just mere men that God has granted with great responsibility. I don't take anything away from them. I'm going to tell you something. In this season, you don't have to have a worldwide ministry. God wants to speak directly to you just like he's speaking to others. Joshua wasn't out of status yet because if you read it, the Lord says, today's the day I'm going to exalt you. He said, today's the, <coughs> excuse me, today's the day that they're going to look at you differently than they've ever looked at you before. But as they stepped out, all of a sudden, something changed. The waters quit. All of a sudden, things began to stand. Oh, what a wall of water it must have been began to be a testimony to that generation because that generation had heard a story you hear me their mamas and daddies had told them a story that you know when we come out of Egypt we was at a Red Sea and Moses stretched out his rod and the waters came back and we all crossed over and there wasn't even mud on our feet you know some of those kids says, ah, I don't know. Do you really believe that? They said, listen, it happened. And while maybe some of that next generation had some questions and didn't really know, but now all of a sudden, the same God. You hear me? The same God that did it there was now doing it now. Moses wasn't there with a rod. But Joshua was there with the Ark of the Covenant and said, just step in. See, what Moses did was he stretched out the rod of authority and he said, I'm taking authority over that which is in front of God's people. Joshua comes and he says, we're taking authority over that which is in front of God's people. I come today to tell you right now that in the spirit, God is just simply saying, I'm calling the leaders of my church and the people of my church to stand and take authority over the Jordan that's in front of them because my presence is hovering in this season. 
You see, can, can I remind you that he says, seek and you'll find, knock and it'll be open. You know what's happened over the last two months? Uh, people slowed down. Uh, people opened up their Bibles. People began to pray. Uh, and the presence of God has begun to hover over a nation that is, what, that is worthy of judgment. Uh, but God is saying, I'm extending grace uh, because the church uh, is calling out to me. And now uh, we can walk in a place uh, where there is authority, where there's a release. An evil man is about to be silenced. There is destructive things that's been in motion for many years that's getting ready to be brought to the surface. And there is getting ready to be a wondrous display. Please hear me of the power and the anointing of God. What we're going to see in the weeks and months ahead throughout the rest of this year is going to make men scratch their heads and say, how did this happen? Not just in the church, but in this nation. God is getting ready. I believe this wholeheartedly. God is getting ready to bring a great disruption. And that disruption is going to give birth to an opportunity for you and I to cross the Jordan and to begin to take things that belongs to us. What belongs to us? Our family. Listen, your seed is still precious in the sight of God. I don't care if your seed is five. I don't care if they're 50. You hear me. God's about to give his seed back to his church. And they're getting ready to experience an encounter of the Holy Spirit of God where lives are going to be changed and transformed. I want you to stand all over the house with me this morning. We find ourselves this morning, right now, at a time where we got to make a decision. That decision cannot be made by anyone other than you. That decision means I have to completely trust in God. I'm not asking you to trust in me. I'm not asking you to trust in man. I'm not asking you to trust in any religious activity or form. But I want to ask you this question, will you really, truly trust God? I know all the stuff that's going on in our world. We could talk about that, but I'm not going to focus on that at this moment. But in your world, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Maybe some weights that you carry that you've not told anybody about because you said nobody understand. Maybe there's some things in recent days and weeks that's kind of just sucked the joy, the dream, all of those things out of you. And the enemy's been sitting there doing what he always does because that's all he can do. He is the father of lies that says you'll never get beyond this. And that old Jordan is just a reminder every day you can't go any further. You can't go any further. But this morning, can I tell you, the presence of God is in this house. The presence of the Lord is moving across the globe today. He not only says he'll go before us, but he says that I'll go with you all the way 
even to the end. But the question is, will you allow him to go with you? So this morning, I want to ask you if you're under the sound of our voice this morning and there is, I'm not going to ask you what your situation is. I'm not going to ask you what that load is. I'm not going to ask you what that thing is in your life. I'm not going to ask you what that Jordan is. But you have to say, you know what, there's a Jordan in my life. It's haunted me. It's disrupted me. It's disturbed me. And I want to get beyond that today. I believe today is your day of crossing. We have an altar team this morning that is ready to pray with you, pray for you. As they just begin to minister in song, if we need to, we can slide this roll of chairs out of the way to make more room. But I'm going to ask you this morning, if there is a thing or a situation in your life that is disrupting you, today's the day to get rid of it. Because he is ever present. He is here right now to minister. So I'm going to ask you to come right now. Stand across the front of this building. If you're present in this room right now. The altar team, I want you to get ready just as the worship team comes back. God bless you, Brother Norm. Is there others this morning? Brother Jade, I'm going to ask you to come and help me with... We're going to pray for Brother Norm as they begin to minister in song. We're just going to believe and trust God right now. Don't be afraid to move out of your seat this morning. Thank you so much. We have some ladies that's ready to pray with you ladies. Some men ready to pray with these men. Our designated ladies this morning, would you come just pray with them our sister this morning as they minister those of you that's standing in your seat would you just join us in prayer as we pray for these that's come we're crossing over today we're getting ready to experience more of God this time if you need prayer this morning come let us pray with you let us pray for you we love you this morning God loves you this morning